Welcome back, everybody, to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We've got news, we got notes, we got other things. I am your host, Adam. Of course, with me is Steve. Hello. And it, wow, you know what? I really hope somebody was listening in a, on a very nice surround sound with nice five one on a Bose. <laughs> on a Bose. Well, uh, the five one won't help that much. Because if I don't program those channels, which I do not, uh, all right, I program for stereo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, five one is a bit much, and definitely not seven one. But you know, if somebody were willing to pay us to do that, sure. Listen, if somebody flipped you a hundred dollars <laughs> an episode to go five one, would you do it? Maybe hundred bucks an episode, probably. See, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there you go. So now, it's just a matter of like finding a reason to like to program the 3D space into that. I, I think the reason is a hundred dollars an episode. I know, but I, I mean, like the, the <laughs> okay, uh, the the artistic motivation. The, that's called, I know, that's I called know, money. Not, not that. No, that's not <laughs> what I mean by that. I mean the artistic motivation of like, you know, what is the motivation for us appearing above you <laughs> in the soundscape? <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with a reason. We can come up with some, you know, Waldorf to, and Sadler. I'll have to program all the, uh, put uh, you know, all the like sound effects. I'll have to add more sound effects to the show. Absolutely. To put them into the different speakers. Yes. <laughs> Scapes. Yes. I, I assume there will be at least one A10 flying through. Yeah. I'll space. Just, all the traffic that runs by your house, I'll just leave in. Yeah. So it can migrate from left to right. We'll just say that it's more organic. Yeah. It's an organic recording. Man, like all, you, all those episodes would go on Patreon. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> you pay for the soundscape. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would get paid the initial $100 and then, I don't know, five bucks an episode to hear it in, in 5.1? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you got 5.1 and you're that willing to listen to us in 5.1, yeah. that's worth five bucks. Yeah, and if you got that kind of money, why haven't you talked to us already? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Get off your ass. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Adam. That's Steve. We're talking beers yes. on episode 175, and we have a very special type of beer that we're going to be talking about. We have a theme that yeah. I actually, if you asked me in 2010, <laughs> <laughs> would you do a podcast about this theme? I probably would say that doesn't exist. Stop talking to me, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you from the future? Yeah. And what's a podcast? Get out of here, future nerd. <laughs> well, no, I, I knew what a podcast is in 2010, but <laughs> what I didn't know about is I didn't know that there were such things as pretzel beers. Yes, that is what we are doing for episode 175. Pretzel beers. And there are so many pretzel beers now that we actually have three. To fill the entire episode. And what was funny was when we put these beers together, we didn't really try to put them together. No. <laughs> we just had them. Yeah, we just bought beers. I think the only one I... There was one I bought specifically. But right. then the other ones we just had on hand. Yeah. We're like, oh, I guess we have enough for a show. Let's do a pretzel show. <laughs> so that's, that's what we're doing. That's right. Uh, I hope you can keep up. I don't want you to get all knotted up. Oh, cheesy. That was bad. You know what? That, that, I'll say that was bad. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't even bad funny. That was just bad. Poorly executed. <laughs> 
but let's get to the beer. Hopefully it'll get better from yeah. here. So our first one is coming to us from the O'Fallon Brewery, and they're out of that Missouri state. The show me state. Yes. Ow. I'll be cold and dead in the ground before I recognize Missouri. <laughs> out of Maryland Heights, Missouri, they are uh, bringing to us the naughty, haha, there's your pun. Thank you. <laughs> there's a pun for Adam. The naughty golden ale pretzel beer. It's a light golden ale, and it mixes malts. That does make sense. Yeah, it's a mix of malts. <laughs> does it have hops in it, too? Maybe. Maybe some water. It's got a touch of salt. <laughs> it's got red wheat. Red wheat? Yeah, red wheat and a special roast. Oh. According to them. That is non-words. Right, yeah. It, it means nothing. It's a special roast. <laughs> Great. <laughs> is it beer? Is it coffee? We don't know. It's a special roast. Yeah. It looks like they just kind of came up with their own bready mix of malts. Okay. To mimic a pretzel, it, but it doesn't seem that there's actual, um, like, they didn't throw pretzels into the mash or anything. They didn't go that hog wild. Yeah, from what I'm reading. They do have salt in it, though, as I already mentioned. Now, I'm curious what kind of salt they have in there. Probably just regular ass table salt. I say, is it table salt? Is it the big grains that you get on the big pretzels? Is it, you know, a Himalayan sea salt? Probably didn't go Himalayan sea salt because that's just too expensive for no reason. Especially for the scale that they'd be producing this at? Yeah. So quick tip about Himalayan sea salt. Mm -hmm. Do not use it if it's going into the recipe before you cook. Really? Only, yeah. Because basically, you basically destroy it. Ah, so it's pointless. Yeah, it's Just pointless. use regular ass salt. It, it'll turn out the same. Yeah, turn out the same. Okay. Only use it if you're uh, seasoning after the you know food is complete. Sort of a, as sort of the, the plating process. Right. Oh, so yeah. like if you're, you know, I, I use salt when I'm making omelets. Mm -hmm. So I'll salt and pepper my eggs. Yeah. You know, as I'm whisking them up. Mm -hmm. But then I'll also give them a little salt after. Ah, okay. So... Regular table salt in the whisk, mm -hmm. Himalayan after. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's actually a good tip. Yeah. Just something for people out there. We're just, not even 10 minutes in. Yeah. Just a cook, cooking tip. 5.3 uh, on the ABV, 10 mm -hmm. IBUs. So easy peasy. I like those numbers. Yep. Crack it open and we'll see what this golden nail is all about. All right. Thank you for pouring that up, Steve. Yep. That's it's it. here. It's a good looking unit. It but is. Not, not very heady though. Right. Like, that head completely just dissipated. With, yeah. Like, there's no thought to it. No. No. It, uh, I'll admit, it, it, I don't even think there's very much going on in the way of, of bubbles here. And there's a little bit of effervescence going on here. Yeah, there's like tiny, tiny streams of bubbles coming up from the bottom, and that's but about not it. not a whole lot. I mean, it, it certainly looks like a gold nail, though. Yeah. And then they get the hell out of here after they're... <laughs> mm -hmm. On the nose, uh, wow. That's pretzely. Yeah, I got that too. I was, <laughs> I didn't want to jump to it that quickly. I'm gonna jump to it. Yeah, because like it, it still is like you said, it's a really, really deep golden color. It is, it is. It's not quite into a copper territory. No, no, it's it's very yellow in tone, mm -hmm. but it is just deep, deep gold. Yeah, this is the most dehydrated of peas. Oh, that no, that's <laughs> that's an ER visit. No. Yeah. No. Mm. Nah, this is mine. I'm good. Really? <laughs> I really hope you're joking. Yes, I'm joking. Okay, good. 
Because otherwise, I'm just going to hand you a case of water. You, you don't have to go till it's brown, though. <laughs> brown, <laughs> brown is renal failure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a medical visit. Nah. This is, mm. this is, I mean, I've definitely had these after a hard, hard night of drinking. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know that I have. Yeah. It, it's, it's a coconut water, you know, for sure. I mean, I'm old enough now. It's coconut water no matter what. Well, <laughs> let's be honest. I can just walk into the beer store and I'll need coconut water the yeah. next morning. Or any other remedy that is out there nowadays. Pedialyte, which I appreciate that Pedialyte is embraced. Right. The hangover cure side of things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm surprised it took them this long. Hey, if you got to play to your market. Yeah. Apparently, kids aren't getting diarrhea as much anymore. Oh, good. But, you know, people in their 20s are busted the fuck up, and they got to go to work and school. They got meetings in the morning. Yeah. They got to get back in that Uber and earn their wage. No, not a wage. It's a hustle. Uh, it's a side hustle. Uh, depends. <laughs> Mm, depends if whether or not you use that as a primary or not. Hooray, separation of wealth. <laughs> Go gig economy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to O'Fallon's naughty. This smells really good. It does. It really does smell like fucking pretzels. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Yeah, I, I like it. Same. I don't Let's know how they, how they did it. I assume it was with their... Special seasoning or what, what? What was it? Special blend? Special blend. Special yeah. roast. Their special roast. That's right. Well, whatever it was, they did it on the nose for sure. Missouri witchcraft. <laughs> okay. Thick. Kinda. Yeah. It's thick, but not in the way I was anticipating it. It's a. Uh, I, yeah, I wasn't anticipating thick at all. Mm -mm. Especially because it's only like five three. Yeah. So I don't know how they pulled that off. Yeah. Low ABV, but it has got a rather thick meal. Mouthfeel. That's what yeah. It's got, it's got a big mouthfeel to it. Mm -hmm. it it's also huh. yeah. It tastes like it should be like an eight or a nine or right something like that. There's some pretzely going on there, and it, they, I, I'm getting hints of salt. Yeah, I'm getting hints of salt on the back end, mm -hmm. but it's much more just like a real malty golden ale. Yeah, the the pretzel side of things definitely comes from the nose. Yeah, it's, so it's incredibly pretzely on the nose. But the taste, I mean, it, it's still a fine, easy drinking beer. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know, actually, that I would drink a lot of these. I don't know that I would either. Because I feel like, and we'll get into it in segment two, mm -hmm. about the relationship between beer and pretzels. And I assume there's a hearty one. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> They're pretty much intertwined. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty just, I don't know, it... I don't want to say bland. I know what you mean, though. It, it, it's weird because the obviously the style of beer and the name of it and the label of it, you're expecting it to taste like pretzels. And it, it doesn't not taste like pretzels. Right. It's mimicking bread. Yeah. So you can't expect a wild, crazy profile. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's mimicking bread. Um, so, yeah, I'll say it. I mean, it's it's bland in the way that pretzels are bland. Sometimes. So what I'm hearing is if we take this beer and we mix it in with the French's beer. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't had that one. I haven't either, and I plan on keeping it that way. <laughs> you want you know what might actually be a fun blend though? Uh like this and like any kind of jalapeno wheat or IPA. Ah yeah. Yeah. That would be a good combo. Yeah. 
But overall, yeah, this does a pretty good job, mm -hmm. but it's much more on the nose that you get it. Yes. And again, just a small note on that blandness. I, I much prefer this blandness mm -hmm. still over like macro beers. Oh, absolutely. Like this, like this doesn't taste like, you know, macro beer. Right. Yeah, this That's is not what I'm saying. At yeah, all. this does not get into, you know, it, it, into bad beer territory by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, no. It's just like this is mimicking bread, so don't expect. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> and, and I think that's something that that we've kind of not necessarily come to expect, but have been braced for is when when there is a beer that calls out a particular flavor or something like that. Mm -hmm. We have at times braced ourselves for getting overpowered by that. Right. And this is not one of those times. However, the caveat to that is this is also one of those times where. They actually did deliver on the nose side of things and on the taste side of things. Mm -hmm. It's just that the taste is, like you said, it's pretzels. Yeah, it's pretzels. So, so yeah. You did it, and that's good. <laughs> yeah, it was executed. It just wasn't an exciting execution. And don't expect, yeah, and exactly. So, you know, they did it correctly, but also don't expect, this is nothing like, you know, some goofy-ass smoothie sour or any kind of pastry bullshit. Right, you can leave this in your car for 20 minutes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Without it exploding all over the back window. Yeah. I had to go had to go get some pe uh, uh, pepperoni rolls before the show because I hadn't eaten. Mm. Yes. Yeah, left my car. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody likes pepperoni rolls. Hell yeah. <sighs> Damn. I love pepperoni rolls. <laughs> Damn, dog. Love pepperoni rolls. <sighs> we need to have a pepperoni roll episode. <laughs> No beer, just pepperoni rolls. Okay, just reviewing pepperoni just, we're just rolls. Gonna, yeah, I think that's just going to be an offshoot podcast. Fair enough. You know, instead of Yin's Love Barbecue, we're just going to we're just gonna do pepperoni rolls around Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's how we get our money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into, into our pepperoni rolls, I guess we should do some news, notes, and neat. We can do that. Okay. You want to do a news? You want to do a note? You want to do a neat? I'll do a little bit of a neat first. All right, started us off with a happy note. Popular mechanics yes. of all places. <laughs> <laughs> that nerd rag. Yeah, that, that nerd rag. Nerd. I like popular mechanics. I, I used to read that in popular science a lot, but mm -hmm. yeah, magazines are dead. Yeah, Print is dead. Anyway, popular mechanics, they have uh, gone out of their way to say that Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers are not the most best beers for the fall. That is an impressive take. Yes. Uh, they, and it was basically a real clickbait headline that got me into reading the article. <laughs> I was like, well, who, who is? What is the best beer? How can you just... <laughs> Those sons of bitches say hazy, hazy IPAs. Yeah, exactly. I was ready to hate read. It's like, if you fucking say apple smoothie sour, I'm going to punch you right in the dick. I'm going to find you and punch your dick. <laughs> but they didn't. I could just see you showing up at the popular mechanics <laughs> office. Yes, I have a 1030 dick punch meeting. <laughs> they didn't do that, though. And uh, the writer for popular mechanics, uh, Matt Allen, mm -hmm. he's been like their writer. He's been writing beer articles for popular mechanics as actually as long as we've been podcasting. Excellent. All right. But he's been writing about beer way longer and he's a certified beer judge. He has more clout to him than we do. All right. I'm just saying we have similar careers. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that we're Wayne Gretzky's brother? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Matt Allen had the 
correct response, though, okay. to Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers not being the number one beer of the fall. This is going to be a tightrope walk here. <laughs> it isn't, <laughs> because it is the right answer. What is the right answer, Steve? The right answer is Rauchbier. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yes, the right answer is Rauchbier. Or as I commonly say, Rausch beer, because I'm just lazy, and that's the way I talk. You've Americanized it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, threw that one in the triple coverage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and he got away with it. Yeah. He, uh, he got, in the article, he basically you know, details how you know, smoked beers from that originate in Germany and the most popular one, uh, Schlenkerle. Mm-hmm. We featured it on the show. Praise be on to them. Yep. Uh, they've... They've gained as a beer style a cult following. I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> say word. <laughs> There's a Facebook group about it. I'm not a part of it, but you'd like to be one day. Yeah, I just no. All right. <laughs> Unless I get invited to a Facebook group, I usually don't join. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he goes into talking about cult following and how just in general the beer is best for these fall times mm-hmm. because boy oh boy how good do these smoke bacony tasting beers mm. go well with barbecue? Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but it's probably one of the best beers to have around a campfire. Campfire and tailgating, right? <laughs> cool weather. Yeah, this is a cool weather beer. Any way you look at it. I challenge everybody in Buffalo to put down their Bud Lights and start picking up Roush beers. <laughs> I challenge Big Ditch to make Roush beers. Okay. Do that too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Buffalo seem like they want to be rowdy and tailgating in the snow and jumping through tables. I'll admit, uh, tailgating in Buffalo is a lot of fun. I mm. did that a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's so much fun. <laughs> it really is. Well, they're a rowdy crowd and they know how to get down. They do. But the thing was, was they were rowdy. But like inside the stadium, because I went there for a for a Steelers game, mm-hmm. friendly crowd. Yeah, they were a friendly crowd. I got one guy that kind of razzed me a little bit, you know, above and beyond just the normal stuff. And fortunately, I was going to the can, so I didn't have to care. I just kept walking past them. Other yeah. than that, great crowd, great people. Yeah, I was up there for the Sabers and Penguins Winter Classic, like the first Winter Classic they held. Oh, that'd yeah. be awesome too. Yeah, and it was, and still also a great crowd. Mm-hmm. And, like, even after the game, nobody was being a fucking asshole. Right. Well, if admittedly, it, it was a really good game, too. It was also really, really cold. Yeah. Like, it snowed <laughs> like a motherfucker. And I, Yeah. When I went to the, the Bills game, same thing. It snowed through the entire game, and it, it was just pure, unadulterated Bills football. December, snow, <laughs> and drunkenness. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, fair enough. So, yeah, Buffalo, go ahead and get into that. We trust you too, but also Pittsburgh get into that because mm-hmm. Pittsburgh needs the brew more of these Rauch beers. Yes, um, we have. Uh, they also uh, in the article they went on to mention other popular smoked beers mm-hmm. uh, like the Alaskan smoked porter, which we still haven't gotten on the show because we've been lazy. But it only takes one trip over the state line. I know. Maybe that'll be something that'll be for uh, you know Christmas. I was gonna say for for you, and then buy an extra one for the show. Could be that too. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, check out check out that article. Uh, there is a lot of good information on smoked beers, and it's the right take because pumpkin beers are out. Oktoberfest is fine, mm-hmm. but 
Ralk beers are built off of the you know Marzen recipe. Yeah. So it's Marzens, but they're smoked, and now they taste like bacon. That makes them better. Stone cold fact. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Ah. Beechwood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but not Beechwood aged. <laughs> I'm gonna get. We're gonna get so like uh, saturated with breweries mm-hmm. that somebody's gonna open a brewery in Beechwood, and all they're gonna do is do Roush beers. <laughs> is that somebody you? If I could, <laughs> I really would. If I could, yeah, I'd I'd probably be there with you. To be perfectly honest, uh, well, if and when that happens, uh, better hope that the next story uh, that we talk about does not adversely affect that adventure. Okay, uh, this comes from Michigan, uh, and uh, more specifically, Michigan State. University, home of the Spartans. Okay. Uh, Their agricultural arm of the university have discovered uh, that there is a new hop blight going on amongst the hop fields of Michigan. Huh. Yeah. Uh, It is a a new pathogen. Uh, It is called the halo blight, uh, and it is affecting the uh, hop leaves and the cores. Ew. Yeah. Uh, What they found is it's uh, about 40%. Of the samples that they uh, they tested throughout Michigan had this blight. Hmm. Uh, so right now it is not a national issue. Uh, right. It's, it's mainly in, in Michigan. There might be a little bit down into Ohio and Indiana. I don't know how much hop growth there is going on in Ohio and Indiana. Probably I don't know. Not I, much. Uh, mm, no, I would imagine a lot. I don't know. Our, our soil is really good. That's true. Our Midwest, it's just our climate that's not conducive mm-hmm. to all year growing but our soil is really good i mean we started growing hops in pennsylvania that is true like that way true. early on so yeah i imagine there's a lot um i guess my question would be like how likely and i'm not asking you to answer this adam but mm-hmm. like how likely is this to hang around considering the winter is coming up? So what the article said was they are looking to be able to get a solution to this within the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they're doing right now is they're already looking at existing pesticides yeah, uh, and, and other such fluids, solutions. Fluids? <laughs> Fluid? I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> uh, but it, existing solutions to see if uh, they can use that or adjust it to be able to address this blight. Right. Uh, and right now, like I said, it is it is concentrated mostly in Michigan uh, on the Mitten. That's the lower peninsula. Yeah. And right now it's mostly affecting the local Michigan breweries because obviously local breweries like to use local ingredients. So that's where it's translating right now. Right now it is not turning into a national issue, and it is also not known to affect uh, hops grown out west. Mm-hmm. So uh, your Oregon, wish, uh, Washington, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, right now, uh, as far as I tell, and as far as I could read in the article, it is not affected uh, the hop farms out there in the West. Yeah. So let's keep it that way. Yeah. Hmm. Or, yeah. I don't know. I'm not smart enough for any of that. <laughs> no, but fortunately, there are people that are that are working on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I, I don't know why that's spreading and i don't know why it's not on the west but it is i I don't know i don't know (laughs) i'll I'll blame caterpillars sure yeah caterpillars damn caterpillars (laughs) with the diesel engines (laughs) hit me with another one steve this is a ladybug ricky (laughs) (laughs) no it's a caterpillar (laughs) 
I need to watch that show again. Seen dogs with more brains than Corey and Trevor. <laughs> Corey, Trevor smokes. Let's go. Uh, another news story. There is, uh, I guess it's a more of a note news. All right. Note. Neat. Whatever. It's a neat. I thought it was neat. Then let's talk about it. Yeah. There is a company out in Ergen. 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 Yeah. Out west, as we were talking, where the hops are grown. <laughs> Ergen. Ergen. Uh, the... I keep I keep say wanting to say brewery because we talk brewery, but no, it's not a brewery. It's a company, and the company is called Take Two Foods. And okay, Take Two Foods is making barley milk. Oh, yes. Okay, uh, barley milk is what it sounds like. It's milk made from barley, <laughs> sort of like a rice milk or a or an oat milk or an oat milk or an or, almond milk. Yeah, along those lines. Uh, it was started in Oregon, and they have locations growing across the West Coast, and they have one health food store in Idaho. <laughs> I assume that's near Boise. Uh, I don't know. It might just be across the line. Which is pretty much Boise. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know Idaho geography. <laughs> I, it, it, there's Boise. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Their football team has a blue field. That I do know. It's the only thing I ever knew about Idaho. The Smurf turf. Yeah. Uh, but Take Two Foods, what they do is they take spent barley mm-hmm. from breweries. Okay. And then they rejuvenate it and then mix it in with other ingredients like coconut. Ooh. Yeah. And then they produce oat milk or barley milk. <laughs> We're going to have to start a swear jar for that. That damn milk. <laughs> it's not, none of it's milk. That's the problem. But it's also not a problem. Right. It's also good. It's also not a problem. It's a solution because... As the name suggests for the company, Take Two Foods, you know, it's finding an extra step in the process mm-hmm. before all of this becomes waste. Um, th- this was an idea that was originated back in 2016. Okay. Um, with another company. Uh, the entrepreneur, her name is uh, Sarah Poole, but she started Canvas Barley Milk. Okay. And it was more of a smaller, uh, smaller boutique from what I could tell. Okay. And the flavors were more artisanal. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It does. Uh, but she had paired up with uh, Anheuser-Busch. Oh. To take their spent grains mm-hmm. and, you know, make some, turn them into barley milk. Huh. Uh, since then, obviously, it's the idea has grown and it's now a new company mm-hmm. to take two foods. And they're doing uh, more uh, consumer-friendly flavors that i would say okay i didn't realize the old flavors would have been not consumer it's not it's not that they're not consumer friendly but it's more like how do you get the people who watch cbs to buy this stuff gotcha if that makes sense (laughs) you can just say the boomers right there you go how do you how do you get how do you get midwest joe to buy this stuff so because i mean like you know i would drink a turmeric chai barley milk Mm mm-hmm but you know, <laughs> right? Is somebody who's late to watch Criminal Minds going to pick that up at the store? <laughs> so they they focused it more down to just like a or an original unsweetened version. Okay, a chef's blend, which is I don't they don't really give tasting notes on that, and they actually seem to be pushing more to use that as an ingredient. Oh, okay. In baked goods. All right. And then they have chocolate and vanilla. I mean, honestly, that kind of makes sense to have a a milk, I say, built for for ingredient use. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, my 
my questions about these is like with the chef's blend, it sounds like it might not always be the same flavor because it's just, it's just a blend of various, you know, Mm -hmm. barleys that come in. So it might be just sort of a whole of the leftovers. Yeah. Kind of, you know, gallon here, a gallon here, a jug here. Right. Put that together, mix it around. Chef's blend. (laughs) Chef's blend. $8, please. (laughs) Uh, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> but, I mean, if it comes back to using it in ingredients where it, eventually it doesn't matter, right? so be it. So, yeah, that's the one thing that's interesting is that with any uh, specialty company like this, mm-hmm. because they're working on small scale, it's always going to be a little more expensive until they can mass produce. Right. But they already have... I mean, if they're still working with Anheuser-Busch, apparently AB InBev puts out something like 1.3 billion you know, pounds of spent grain. There's there's room for market growth. Yeah, so so your source product is there. Mm-hmm. You know, your your materials, your source material is that, there. And that is one brewing company. Right. <laughs> That's just one brewing company. Obviously, with AB InBev, you're going to get a lot of the same um, uh, barley, Yes. Like, it's not going to change. Right. Whereas if you went through a smaller brewery, Mm -hmm. you might get, like, weird mixes. And I don't know if that's what Chef's Blend comes out of. It might be. That makes sense to go with an AB InBev. Uh, Like you said, it'll be consistent. Right, because their thing is consistency. So, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, also just, like, some facts about the the product itself. Uh, It has only four grams of sugar per serving. Okay. Which is compared to 12. Oh, shit. Okay. In, in 2% milk. And then it apparently has 50% more calcium than 2% milk. Oh. So. Man, I kind of wish that was around here. Yeah. It's it's not, you know, it's not bad for you and it has some benefit. It's got a little bit of fiber in it. Uh, it's got more sodium is the only thing I could. That's all right. I don't salt up my stuff that much anyways. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's the only downfall I could find. Okay. Um, and then the... Well, the only ingredient downfall. <laughs> the other downfall is it's about 10 bucks mm, for less than a gallon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's 10 bucks for 80 ounces. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's rough, it's, but. It's rough, but I mean, I'd try it. Yeah, well, I'd for sure try it. I love fucking oat milk, so I don't know why I would hate barley milk that comes from beer. <laughs> right, exactly. Ah, uh, damn. I would try it. It's just one of those things that more people have to buy it. Yes. You know. You have to you have to be able to grow it so that the price can come down. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, if I could, I would. Stupid ass Mark Cuban, get your money wallet book out and start buying some barley milk. And the pirates. Expand. <laughs> but and, mostly the pirates. And the pirates. Because I'm a sad pirates fan. Yeah, and give us a basketball team. Sure. I'm not gonna watch it, but bring it. Bring back the condors. <laughs> sure. It's an okay name. Yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh Condors. Hey, they're ABA champs, baby. It's not it's not a crap name like Pelican, so <laughs> I mean that's re- that's a regional name. Yeah, it's crap. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Pelicans are crap. Pelicans are weird. Yeah, you know, they're nutsack necks. I don't care for it. It's not even a nutsack, it's that piece of skin that's like between I knew you were gonna go further. It goes it connects the dick and balls. It's so gross. Well, then, I'm sure the next company will love that lead-in for our news. <laughs> Daddy Light. Stupid nutsack company. 
Uh, yes, Natty Light. Uh, it's time for another promotion from another big brand. And Natty Light is coming to us with beers on a plane. So what their their gag is, is they're going to have a private jet. Okay. They're going to fill it with beer. Mm-hmm. And then you and three friends get to fly around for the afternoon. Uh, That's the list. Like taking off from where? Like, do you have to take off from a specific airport? Or you they just take off from say. Any, assume you can take <laughs> off from any airport, I, I guess. I would assume they would come to your local airport. Uh, and you get to fly around for the afternoon, and then you will land right back where you started. Cool. So you get to fly around for three hours. Cool. But not go anywhere. And drink Natty Light. And all you win is... That's the prize. Uh, it's not like a, an assortment of Natty Light? It's Natty Light. Now, I assume you'll get some Natter Days or something like that in there. Okay. That's what I'd be hitting up. I mean, yeah, I assume there's going to be Natter Days. I'm assuming there's going to be some of their seltzers, maybe. I would assume that as well. But yeah, that's it. And how you enter is you have to name the plane. That sucks. (laughs) 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 Why can't they do better? I I assume that it has to do with... uh, you don't. They don't want you to go into other parts of the country or other airports or things like that. Yeah, but I mean, just like they kind of hamstrung it a little bit. I feel like they've done not specifically them, but like in the world of corporations, have done better promotions where they fly you to Vegas or oh, absolutely. Like I, I know most people don't want to go anywhere at the moment, and right. you know, probably not Vegas. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they want to go. But how about this as a promotion? I'm listening. A lot of people have been taking over the drive-ins as of late. So you're saying just have a drive-in party? Yeah, have a drive-in party, maybe. Everybody, oh, actually, okay, all right. I see where you're going with this. Get some, fucking find James Taylor. Is he dead? I don't know. But bring him out to play some Yacht Rock, and then, you know, you drink your Natter Days and listen to James Taylor for an afternoon at a drive-in. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. It does. Well, for other people. I know how to craft things for other people. I would hate that. I've seen James Taylor in concert. Well, it doesn't have to be James Taylor. It It doesn't have to be. I'm just saying. I've seen him in concert. Oh, we'll go Christopher Cross. Sure. We'll we'll ride like the wind. Christopher Cross, the chain smokers. Sure. People people love the chain smokers. For the youths, yeah. Yeah, for the youths. (laughs) (laughs) These two youths. Get your shit together, natural light. (laughs) Swimming in all that Natterday money now. Yeah, you got all that Natterday money, and you're just like... I'll take you up in the sky for an hour. And they're not even and they're not even getting good competition from Keystone. That Keystone light, that strawberry lime bullshit with the dog on it mm-hmm. sucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I bought it for a dollar and it was a waste of a dollar. Yeah, well, all right then. It was I I drank it on a golf course and I couldn't even enjoy it there. Yeah. That that sucks. So Natterdays is ruling that kingdom. Do better. Do better. Do better. Come on. Come on. You're part of the ABM Bev umbrella. You can't scrape together some money for a better promotion. Call us. Hell's going on here. We'll help you out. <laughs> we won't. We won't win, but we'll help you out. Yeah. Just you know, slap our logo on something, and then pay a hundred dollars an episode, and we'll do it in five one. Yeah. All of that is on you now. Yeah. Balls <laughs> in your court, Natty Light. Stupid Natty Light. In the meantime, though. Yes. We're done talking about them. Yeah, let's talk about O'Fallon. Yeah. Is it O'Fallon or O'Fallon's? O'Fallon. No, just singular. Okay. Yeah. O'Fallon. Naughty. 
O'Fallon. Oh, yeah. Out of that Merlin Heights, Missouri. <laughs> with their naughty, a golden nail. The naughty, a golden nail made with pretzels, but not really made with pretzels. So you're going to do German food yeah. out of Missouri. Right. Irish. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay. It's a good beer. I mean, mm? it, it mimics what it's supposed to. It does exactly what it says it's going to do. And O'Fallon is pretty known, I would say. Yes. For like they're old school as far as it comes to like goofy ass beers mm-hmm. and like perfectly mimicking, mimicking a taste. Yeah. Because they've had the pumpkin beer for a while. They also have that chocolate-covered cherry, which tastes like those fucking cherry cordials. I don't know that I've had that one. Uh, It's a seasonal. Okay. If I have, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's a seasonal, usually for Christmas. Again, chocolate-covered cherries, yeah, yeah, cordials. Yeah. So, yeah. it. I mean, it can be sickeningly sweet, but so can those things. So. <laughs> you just drink one. Just drink one. It's a dessert beer. Yes. <sighs> Treats. But, yeah, the naughty is... You know, following in that legacy of tasting exactly what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, O'Fallon. You did it. We'll drink more. But in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. We are going to reload with another beer. Another pretzel beer. Another pretzel beer. And we'll be right back after these messages from whoever is not paying us money this week. Hooray. Hi, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. So, like, what is American Slacker, I guess, right? The highest amount of dick jokes per episode per podcast. We've been on the air for 57 straight years. 57 straight years of dick jokes. Things constantly soaring over my head. And you pulling my chain and your weekly weird news. We're also cannabis friendly. We kind of sneak it in there, almost like you're lacing the brownies at the family reunion. It's a ride of your motherfucking life. Fucking 11 when there's only 10 on the dial. Weapons of mass destruction. It's a threat to society. Food assaults. Yeah, that happens too sometimes. An ostrich took a lit match into a fireworks factory. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. No, that's our third story. Oh my God. America, what are you doing? So is someone dumb getting fucked over. Well, you know, they should have never gave raccoons rights, in my opinion. <laughs> oh my God. You can help us. You can help everyone. Download our shit now. We're second America, America. Everybody, welcome back. Episode 175 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. I'm Adam. That's Steve. We've got pretzel beers. Hurrah. Yes. Yes. First one was good. Let's see what the second one will do for us. Hopefully it's good. I've seen mixed reviews on this one, but the ones that are bad, I don't believe. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this comes to us from Dewclaw Brewing Company. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, the Pride of Maryland. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the one with the crazy flag. Uh-huh. And the crab cakes. And the goof-ass swamp. <laughs> goof ass mean DC? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, we're uh, drinking Duclaw, the pastryarchy, and their chocolate-dipped pretzel. Hooray. Yes, I've been kind of looking forward to this one. 8.5 ABV. That's alcohol by volume. Big stout. Yes. Yes, um, much bigger than the gold nail that we had the last go around. For sure. Uh, and I'm okay with that. 31 IBUs. That's not a bad number. Yeah. And it is an imperial stout that is brewed with cacao nibs, cacao powder, Tahitian ground vanilla bean, oh. and pink Himalayans, Himalayan sea salt. Mm. I assume that was added after the boil. 
you would hope and if we paid attention to my learned yes. <laughs> salt usage. So Dukla, let us know. Was that added afterwards? Yeah. yeah. We would like to know. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's crack this open. Let's get this fatty boy stout going. Hooray. Yes, this is, I don't know if you, I don't think you said it, but this is part of their pastryarchy. I mean, I said the name, but I didn't get into their series. Right, yeah. It's part of the pastryarchy series where they do all the goofy fatty boy stouts. And this is just another one of those. Yes, uh, so. some some examples of some of their others are oat milk. Right. Which you'll appreciate. Uh, Belgian waffle cone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valencia orange chocolate. And whatever, they call one Carmelo. Yeah, I think that's a that's a specific candy. Uh, let's see here. It's like one of those uh, chocolates that has caramel in it. Ah, okay, I got it. It is inspired by the iconic caramel dipped marshmallow treat. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so, so there you go. Yeah, so it's a it's a caramel mallow cup. Yeah, All right. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. So the last time we featured a pastryarchy, though, I believe was February, uh, maybe of this year. But it was uh, so. It was the chocolate covered cherry. Yeah, and it was good. Yeah, so we'll do this one after we pour it up. Taking a look at this beer, there is not a lot going on because it is just pitch black. It's a stout, hooray! Mm-hmm. To the surprise of no one. Right. Again, the head kind of dissipated pretty quickly, though. It did. Uh, there's still some laying around. Like, I believe they call it lacing on the glass. Yes, there's a fine outer rim of lacing. Yes. Uh, and that uh, that definitely has a good tan color to it. Yeah. But overall, yeah, looks like a stout. Mm-hmm. Can't really remark one way or the other. Right. On the nose, it's a uh, bit on the roasty side. Roasty and bitter chocolate. Yes. I uh, I kind of like it, I'll admit. Yeah. No, I mean, again, smells like a stout. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know how a stout could... Yeah, I, on the last beer, there was that bready nose to it, mm-hmm. but I feel like a stout, you're almost constantly doomed. I yeah, I don't know how they're gonna pull that off. Yeah. Getting getting the pretzely taste right in a in a big stout like this is a big this is a big beer. Yeah, but I just don't think you can definitely replicate it on the nose. No, no, they might be surprised, be able to surprise us on the mouth, the yeah. taste. I don't know <laughs> what the, the word. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be a surprise pref- on the I mouth. prefer people to not surprise me in the mouth. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that is a lot roastier on the backside than I expected. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. No, I mean, when it's something called the pastryarchy, you expect sweet gross all the way through. And it was not. It's much more tame and, you know, mm-hmm. roasty. It's roasty, and I am getting a bit of the salt on the uh, on the back end as well. Apparently, that's where salt likes to live is on the back end. You can quote me on that. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> salt likes to live on the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, although I'm not getting much on the pretzel side of things. Yeah. It, I mean, I think that roastiness is mm. going to be your pretzel flavor for I, this. I've never had a pretzel, pretzel that roasty. Mm. I'll admit. Mm. Get a hot, warm one. Go get, a, go get a plain one from get-go. See what you can... <laughs> Uh, Compare it. I can't do that because they also have the jalapeno cheese filled ones. Well, yeah. And that's what to, I got to go. I know, but you have to sacrifice. We'll just get two pretzels then. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I think that's a compromise that I can yeah. agree with. But I can see how this kind of mimics a pretzel flavor with the uh, roastiness on the back end. That's that's pretty heavy and bready in a way. Mm-hmm. The chocolate in this, though, is kind of faltering. Like, it's very bitter, like it's, you know, dark cacao. 
Yeah, it is not like a, a happy fun milk chocolate. No. That's kind of what I expect when I have chocolate-covered pretzels. You were looking for fairground food. I was looking for Sarah's grossness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and this is not that. Yeah, I was looking for Sarah's pretzel sticks. This is much more like gourmand <laughs> dark now, chocolate. Now, with all of that being said, if we rip the label off of this, uh-huh. it'd be a good beer. Oh, yeah. If you rip the label off it, it's just like a, it's a good stout. It's a good chocolatey stout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a, it's complex in flavor because like we're saying it has that big bitter chocolateness up front mm-hmm. and then it turns into a, kind of a standard roastiness almost. Right. Right. It, the beer in and of itself is good. However, I don't know that I fully agree with the naming convention of it. There, yeah, there's a lot to not agree with the label because one, pastry mm-hmm. isn't really pastry. It's too bitter and harsh. Are pretzels even a pastry to begin with? When you add chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would say I would say they're not necessarily a, a, a pastry, but they are a baked good. So I completely agree that they are a baked good, and I don't believe baked good Archie. That's <laughs> would work as well. It's that's family adjacent. So <laughs> I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to let it slide this they, time around. They both come from bakeries, pastries and pretzels. <laughs> so uh but yeah, so patriarchy, don't know that it quite fits that. And then just the overall of it being a chocolate dipped pretzel. I don't get that either. I don't either. I it, I get like allusions to it. Like if somebody whispered it in my ear. Or somebody provided it provided it as a snooty tasting note, mm-hmm. you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I get hints of chocolate covered pretzel. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I great. get it. Yeah, sure, great, Moving whatever. Along. Earn your money, however you got to. It's still a it's still a good beer, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It's still a good beer. We're just hung up on the name. Yeah, that's all there is to it. We're hung up on the name and the label. And I'm even finding like the more I drink this, the more I'm actually getting kind of a buildup of like uh, dark chocolate on the back end. Too. So there was a, a note that I saw on this beer. Uh, thank you to Katie, uh, who had this beer previously. Uh-huh. Uh, her notes were to let it warm up a little bit. Yeah. So we I can, mean, we can let that, that warm up. We have the time. We have other yeah. things to talk about. We've got an entire segment to do that. It's true. But uh, that was a, a tasting note. Uh, from our good friend Katie, is let her warm up a little bit. I don't know what it was. Like, as a kid, I hated dark chocolate, but now I can just eat Baker's chocolate and, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's because when you're a kid, your mindset is Hershey's Kisses. Right. And then when somebody says, oh, it's chocolate, and then it's not Hershey's Kisses, it's a disappointment. Fair enough. And it makes you mad. Fair enough. Yeah. And then once you got into, you know, your your brain was able to expand and enjoy new things and other such neurological whatnots, I think just I think just as I became a more bitter and old person, I enjoyed more bitter. <laughs> just just fueled the bitter bear machine. Yeah, bitter chocolate, bitter IPA, bitter coffee. <laughs> just black coffee, hundred IBUs. Oh, you're just hundred percent cacao. <laughs> you're just abusing yourself at that point. Not if I like it. Throw some coffee made in there. (laughs) Not if I like it. It's okay. I'm not abusing myself if I like it. (laughs) It's a weird turn here. That's a a fine tip for the people at home. (laughs) You're not abusing yourself if you like it. But but make sure there's a release form first. Right. (laughs) Always have a safe word with yourself. (laughs) I have pineapples tattooed on the web of my fingers. (laughs) 
Just the noises, and all of a sudden, you just hear somebody yell, Oklahoma, and then nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, football. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Football. Called an audible. Don't worry about <laughs> it. All right, then. We're talking about pretzels. Mm-hmm. And pretzels obviously have a tie to beer. I don't know how anybody who drinks beer nowadays doesn't know about pretzels and beer together. If you've been to at least one beer festival. If you've been to one beer festival, if you've been one to one shitty dive bar. Right. There's always a bowl of <laughs> peanuts and pretzels. Well, at least there used to be. Used to be. And God help you if you ate from them. <laughs> yes. You were a desperate individual in desperate times. Yeah. The only, the only place I would eat pretzels from uh, is the Corner Pub. Mm-hmm. In Dormont. The other caveat to that is uh, if you go to like a wedding or something like that mm-hmm. and somebody in the wedding party specifically asks for the pretzels to be on the bar, yeah. like as part of, you know, the you know the right. overall celebration, yeah. I'm in on that as well. Right. But in general, you kind of know people. Right. You know, like at the corner pub, you could see how many, you could see everybody in the pub. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you kind of do a, you know, a scan. Right. You could tell if somebody had booger hands or not. <laughs> Pretzels and beer, they've been going together for as long as there's been pretzels and beer. Yeah. And that's just literal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the origins of the pretzel, there's no real official origin to it. But there are stories from the old world yes. <laughs> that people will accept. Uh, the most common one, though, that seems to be accepted is uh, it did start with European monks. Mm-hmm. And it possibly started in Italy where a monk in Italy started making little strips of dough and twisting them together, and he called them pretolia. Say that again, please. Pretolia. Nice. He called them pretolia, which means little rewards. And what these were meant to be were they were little rewards Mm -hmm. for kids who were learning their prayers. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, back in these... Dark ages is what <laughs> we're talking like dark ages time is where we're at. Oh, we're, so like 2017. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but back in that time, uh, prayer wasn't done with the hands clasped mm-hmm. in front of them. It was done with uh, a hand on each shoulder on the opposing shoulder. So your arms were crossed. Ah, I did not know that. Yes. Hmm. I think that's kind of why it carries on today where you lay people to rest in that position. Ah, So okay. you would be laying them rest laying them to rest in a position of reverence. Makes sense. So I think that's just one of those things that got changed. I don't know why, you know, people who prayed stopped doing and then went hands clasped. I mean, well, I mean, remember, you know, back when you were a kid, when you first started doing prayers and stuff like that, you had to have the hands and the full, right. yeah. you know, <laughs> and then eventually it kind of came down to they their fingers intertwined. Now it's just sort of bowing your head. Right. And just some some state of reference. Right. It's all you're looking for nowadays. You're not making a ruckus and yeah. everybody's okay. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't pray anymore, so I don't. Okay, all right. <laughs> I haven't prayed in decades, but. Well, I'll try it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's possible where the image of the pretzel came from mm-hmm. is from the image of like the way people prayed, which makes sense. So, you know, dough crossed over itself, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. There's other stories that it possibly came from Celtic culture. Okay. And the Celtic culture, they, it's full of knots. If you've seen any the Celtic knot. Yeah. yeah. If you've seen any of their garbage, um, <laughs> you are just ripping through everybody on this episode. Irish and Italians get them both. <laughs> 
But it's possible that they were making harvest treats. Harvest treats. Yeah. So you make some dough and you twist it up into a knot Mm -hmm. and then you offer it to whatever, you know, pagan God that you believe in. Because at the time they were pagans. Right. That's what they, that's what they did. Uh, So there's a lot of different variations on the story uh, where it definitely for sure. Okay. (laughs) Came into play though. Mm -hmm. It for sure came into play with Ryan Heights boat. Yes, yes, our favorite eighteen-letter word, <laughs> right? <I remember. laughs> our favorite Scrabble ender. <laughs> yes, with the laws of Rheinheitsgebot in Germany, that set beer down to four ingredients: mm-hmm. malt, yeah, water, yeah, hops, yeah, yeast, yeah. Those were your ingredients. <laughs> That's what you could work with. That's the list. That's the list. It just so happens, though. <laughs> Guess what? Three of the four of them go into pretzels. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes How sense. How about that? <laughs> Poor yeast. Yeah, so we're talking like 1500s. Reinheitsgebot goes into effect. Mm-hmm. And now you have German monks brewing beer. Yeah. But also baking pretzels to go along with their beer. Makes sense to me. Yeah. It was also very possible and very, very likely that pretzels uh, went along with Lent. Okay, what was the thought process on that? Well, again, uh, in uh, in the older, older Christian version. I say, I say as, a, as a good Catholic, I should know this. Well. Keyword is should. <laughs> should, but. Well, I don't know. This is before the Reformation, I guess, so. All right. Yeah. Lent was a little more strict back then. Mm-hmm. And it was like no dairy, no meats, no anything really. Right. It was pretty much fasting, but get through the day. Yeah. But you could have water and bread. So guess what? So guess what pretzels are? (laughs) (laughs) Fancy breads. Yeah. Fancy breads (laughs) made with water. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) And we've also talked before about how uh, beer is also a Lenten practice of Mm -hmm. just drinking beer through the entire Lent. Yes. And not eating anything. Right. I believe we have covered that. We covered that in one of the very early episodes. We've covered that in an early episode, and then we also covered that mm, probably a year or so ago when a guy actually did that diet. Yes. And lost like 30 or 40 pounds or something. I will not be uh, doing that. No. Nachos are great. And I'm not Catholic. (laughs) Actually, just had nachos for dinner tonight. Mm. Guess what? They were good. Yeah. Nachos are great. (laughs) It, It doesn't take a genius to imagine that somebody mm-hmm. fell in the in-between of eating pretzels and drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Very easy yeah. connection to make. Yeah. And they did that through Lent. So, yeah, pretzels have been around for a long time. And then, 1800s, pretzels come to America. <laughs> Coming to America. Reach out. <laughs> we can't say anymore because then we'll get... Then Neil Diamond will come for us. <laughs> <laughs> And we shall rise up against the Neil Diamond. (laughs) Yeah. Pretzels come to America. Specifically, pretzels come to PA. I assume that's in uh, Pennsylvania Dutch country. Well, yes. It was the Pennsylvania Dutch that brought pretzels to America. That makes sense. Yeah. 1800s it comes. 1861, the first hard pretzel factory bakery opens up. Wait, let me guess. Was it Snyder's of Berlin? Was not. Was it Snyder's of Hanover? Was not. <laughs> was it any Snyder's whatsoever? No, it was not. Was it Utz? 
No. Then I'm Fred Stop Johnson. Guessing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you weren't going to guess it. All right. <laughs> I believe it was the Sturgis. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have got there for a while. Yeah. Uh, 1889, H.K. Anderson mm-hmm. opens Anderson Pretzels. Name makes sense. Yeah. And uh, you probably see them if you're in Pennsylvania. I don't know how far they reach out. I don't know if they get all the way over here to Pittsburgh. Well, no, we do get some in Pittsburgh. Do we? Mostly what Anderson produces is those pretzel nuggets with the peanut butters in them. Oh, yeah, those are good. Yeah, that's mostly what uh, Anderson Company uh, makes anymore as far as pretzels go. So they get, they're get they more on the specialty side of things. Right, but the brand's been around since 1889. Oh, okay. So, long Long-ass brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you've already mentioned some of the other pretzel brands in oh, yeah. PA, like Utz and Snyder's. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne's is from Pennsylvania? Yes, sir. I didn't know that. Headquartered in Lancaster. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Started in 1988, I believe. I mean, that makes Something sense like that. with the rise of the mall and all that. Right. Something like that. Uh, and again, so is H.K. Anderson, also located in Lancaster. Huh. Huh. I wonder what else is in Lancaster. Yeah, I can't imagine what kind of connections <laughs> going on there. Yeah, what kind of, uh, you know, the culture was thriving <laughs> in the Lancaster area that pretzels would be so popular. <laughs> can't imagine. Yeah. Lancaster and pretzels. How can you ever make that connection? <laughs> uh, if you do a little searching, you can actually take pretzel tours in Lancaster. Really? Yeah, you can visit various pretzel shops and locations. I had no idea that I suddenly had a reason to go to Lancaster. Oh, okay. Pretzel tours. Now you do. So, yeah, pretzels are very popular in PA. They're also very popular in Germany. Just to jump back there, Mm -hmm. uh, there was, you know, we live in the Rust Belt. Oh, yeah. There was actually a pretzel belt in Germany. Are you serious? Yes. It was kind of a dividing line because it was, pretzels were mostly fresh baked Mm -hmm. in the southern part of Germany. Okay. Whereas if you went into the north, they were still obviously prevalent, but they were more like things you would find at a grocer. So it was sort of the split between the hard pretzel and the soft pretzel? I don't want to define it like that because I actually, I think hard pretzels became more popular in America. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It was just more of just like a baked good that every bakery would make in Germany to the point that like the pretzel was the emblem of a bakery. Ah, Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, you know, people who can't read, Mm -hmm. which was a lot in the Middle Ages. Right. (laughs) All they had to do was look for the pretzel and they go, (laughs) oh, uh, that's as good. (laughs) I get a little treat. Yeah. (laughs) It's time for treats. (laughs) (laughs) And then I go over to where the little piggy is and then I get sausages. (laughs) And then I have a good day. Yeah. Good day. (laughs) Good oven. (laughs) What in the hell is wrong with us? So, uh, yeah, but obviously the Germans, they brought their culture over to Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. and we have all these wonderful pretzel things and PA has grown and grown in its love for pretzels Mm -hmm. to the point that we produce 80% of all the pretzels in America. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yes, absolutely. I I could have bought 50%. Right. But 80% is a holy shit. That's a lot. Well, you got to remember, again, Utz is in... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Utz and then Snyder's and hers. Uh, yeah, that's a big three right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's all the pretzels. All the pretzels. We give pretzels to the country. <laughs> <laughs> First you get the pretzels, then you get the power, then, then you, you get, get the women. women. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 
we produce all the pretzels. Um, it's estimated that the average American consumes 1.5 pounds of pretzels a year. Yeah, I could see that. It's also estimated that the average Philadelphian eats 12 times the amount of pretzels the average American does. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So 12, okay, you said it was a pound and a half. Right, pound and a half times, times 12. So that'll get you to, that'll get you to 18 pounds. Yeah. That's, wow. That 18 pounds of pretzels. Now, again, consider the fact that a lot of the pretzels that are made in PA mm -hmm. aren't just those hard pretzels. You already made mention of get-go having the soft pretzels right. that are full of cheese. Well, so does Philly. <laughs> they've got Wawa. That is very true. And it just, in general, was very popular. They're, they're even known for having, like, the big S-shaped pretzels. S-shaped pretzels? S, S, yeah, S. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's not a traditional, well, it is a traditional pretzel shape. But it's not what you think of when you get a bag of pretzels. Right. I know what you're speaking of now, now that you put the bag of pretzel. But I want to walk back a little bit. I did some, some quick math here. Yeah. Uh, for Philadelphia, that's averaging over a third a pound of pretzels a week. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of pretzels. Well, you think you get like two at Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> then you go to the Phil's game, you get another one there. Of course. Of course. Right. Then you got to get one on the way home. Yeah, you get two more at Wawa so on we're the way up. home. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a lot of pretzels. Gotta get two more pretzels for the drive home. Maybe an apple fritter. <laughs> some some driving pretzels. Yeah. I'll need some driving pretzels. <laughs> Something to combat this water. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, all these pretzels is making me thirsty. I gotta get some water. <laughs> uh, nice. So, yes, pretzels are so popular in Pennsylvania that in 2003, mm -hmm. Ed Rendell. Easy Ed, they call him. He declared April 26th National Pretzel Day. Oh. Yep. Why April 26th? Not quite sure, they just actually. just had an opening on the calendar? Yeah, I think so. All right. He says, hey, this is today's pretzel day, everybody. <laughs> which, uh, which is interesting because April 25th is the best date of the year. <laughs> so you go from the best date to pretzel day. That's yeah. a good week. Fair enough. That's a good week. <laughs> I think it was more like, oh, it's opening day, everybody. Let's get some pretzel. <laughs> but it's not opening day. I don't know. It's way past opening day. I don't know. It was first home game. <laughs> Still. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. I'm just making things up. Except for the facts. Except for the facts. It is still April 26th. Yes. You can look that up. Right. There is another pretzel day, though. Really? One that's more appropriate for right now. Okay. And it ties back also to Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> it ties. To a little paper company in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. If you remember, there is a pretzel day that occurs in the Scranton paper office. Yes, I remember that. Yes, in the office. The uh, pretzel day beloved by character Stanley. Mm-hmm. It is believed that it occurs somewhere between September 1st and November 14th. I'm very curious how people were able to come up with that. So the episode that preceded Pretzel Day episode mm -hmm. apparently occurred on September 1st. Okay. And then the November 14th, the episode that followed Pretzel Day was the Diwali episode. I don't remember that episode. 
Uh, that's the that's Kelly's. Oh yes, yes. The yes. festival of lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, in between there is is Pretzel Day. Is Pretzel Day, and it's generally accepted that October nineteenth, really, is Pretzel Day really? because that's when the episode originally aired. So. Well then, so you can listen to this episode on Friday as you should, and then re-listen to it on Monday. On Monday, when it for is Pretzel Day. Pretzel Day for Pretzel Day. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, but again, back to why we eat pretzels mm-hmm. and drink beer. Obviously, they've been tied together for a long time. Yes. But also, bartenders found that salty snacks make people thirsty, mm-hmm. and people want to drink, and that's why there's so many salty snacks at bars. Yeah. Uh, peanuts are another fine example of that. Yep. Peanuts are an example. You also find, and we talked about beer fest, that people wear the necklace. Mm-hmm of pretzels when they go to a beer fest. And that's a tradition dating back to Oktoberfest. Yes. The reason why people wear the, wear it is because again, the salt actually enhances the flavor of beer because I can see that. salt enhances the flavor of everything. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> scientific really. Yeah. Scientific. You can look it up. They did studies. <laughs> yes. And not only that, but I really don't think people want to be walking around with sausage necklaces. Right. That's not great. No. <laughs> But also the, uh, you know, just eating in between drinking mm-hmm. is helpful to keep you going. Right. And it's easily accessible. Right. So there is a method behind that madness. And I'm glad that has happened. I've done that in the past. I think we've all done that in the Same. past. We've all been there. We've all done that. You can get some of them big sourdough boys. Yeah. I, let's be honest. We've all been on both sides of that. Where it's like, oh, that's stupid. And it's like, oh, this is fantastic. Right. <laughs> you know, kind of just depends on what mood you're in. Yeah, it depends on how drunk you are. Well, there's you that too. Oh, I'm so glad I have a snack right here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to stand in a line. And it's, oh, those assholes have snacks. Yeah. Everybody else has snacks. <laughs> I don't want to stand in line for a snack. I want a snack now. <laughs> oh, a snack on my neck? Neat. <laughs> just, uh, a, just a couple notes about uh, things that go with pretzels. Mm-hmm. Mustard. Of course, very you know, very commonly con- uh, consumed with pretzels, but that wasn't the original intent. Mustard was actually meant to spice meats back in the old old time, hmm. and generally, I, I, from the amount of reading I did, which you can gauge how much reading I did. Yes, <laughs> but generally, uh, in Germany, mustard wasn't meant for pretzels. It was more for, like, the sausage side of things. Right. It was for the sausages because, in general, sausages were very bland back then. Mm-hmm. It's not like today where we have chorizo. <laughs> yes. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, personal opinion question, of course. Yellow mustard, spicy mustard? Spicy. Good answer. Yeah. Because that is the correct answer. Yeah. Yeah, it is mostly the correct answer. I think the yellow mustard trend is something that just kind of got adopted by Americans and proliferated throughout ballparks That's in America. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to blame American ballparks for, yeah. for bringing on the yellow mustard because it was a level of convenience at that point. Yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper. <laughs> it's already there. Yeah. Okay, it's mustard enough. Right. It'll <laughs> it's work. mustard enough. <laughs> yeah, and it's not hard to imagine, again, going back to that Lent practice of, oh, well, we can't have meat, mm-hmm. but I guess we can still have mustard and pretzels. Which is the thing, I guess. This will do. This will do for the 40 days. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Uh, The other one I wanted to talk about real quick was beer cheese. Yes. Very common. Beer cheese was actually invented in America. 
Can I guess the city? Uh, you can try and guess. I don't really know it, actually. All right. We'll just say it's Milwaukee. Well, it's not Milwaukee. I, I know what state it's in. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It, it, beer cheese was invented in Kentucky. Kentucky? Yes. What? Yep. Was it at least like near Cincinnati where there was a large <laughs> German population, like I'm sure, northern I'm, Kentucky? Yeah, I'm sure it was in that area. Okay, I can accept that. Yeah, it wasn't like in the panhandle area. It was, you know, in that top bit. <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I don't know, just the sheer fact of something like that happening in, in Lexington just doesn't add up. Now, granted, you know, all I have to do is refer back to the Reuben and where that was invented. Right. And my entire argument is blown to bits. Yeah, it's just sometimes weird things happen. And it just so happens that beer cheese was invented in the 1930s in Kentucky. All right, you know what? I'm back in. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's at least, like you said, there is at least the German population in Kentucky mm-hmm. because of Cincinnati. So Yes. That's uh that's where I was headed. Actually, I believe the uh, Cincinnati area Hofbrau House is technically in Kentucky. It might be. I believe it's right across the river from Cincinnati. I also believe we stopped in a beer garden in Kentucky yes. on our way to a Bonnaroo once or twice. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, good times, good times. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's uh, Northern Kentucky until told otherwise. Okay. <laughs> but, I, but I have made peace with it being in Kentucky in general. Yeah, it's in Kentucky in general, and there's very there's variations on the recipe. Oh, yeah. But it's meant not to necessarily take on all of the characteristics of the beer, mm-hmm. but sometimes, hey. Right. Yeah, it, it's, just a, it's just a way to make the, the cheese a little creamier. Mm-hmm. And, and it does it for dipping, for dipping. Yeah, yeah. That's not something that was invented in Germany. It, German Germany is much more like you know you can have cheese and stuff with your pretzels. More on the charcuterie board side of things. Yeah, yeah. No, Americans like dipping stuff. Americans like dipping. American like sides. Americans like sauces. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ah uh, yeah. I need to get some good beer cheese now. I made some with a Rauschbier. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have to talk recipes after this. Just dump it in. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Recipes with Steve. It, I'll, I'll give it real quick. It was just like cheese whiz mm-hmm. and then some shredded cheddar. All right. And then add, add smoked beer until it's like properly thick. Okay. Yeah. Thicken to taste. Right. All right. If it gets too watery, add more cheese. <laughs> Just don't go too far, because then you'll end up with a gallon and a half of uh, beer cheese. That's not too far. It's <laughs> just a gallon and a half of beer cheese. That's just that's just extra days. Yeah, so it's just extra days. It's things to give to friends. <laughs> I like that. Oh man, how backed up do you want to be? Mm. Yeah, no kidding. Do you not want to poop again? <laughs> do you want to count in days or weeks? You can never poop again. Mm-mm. No, thank you. With enough beer cheese. When else, when else am I, am I going to flip through Craigslist for cars that I don't need? I don't know. <laughs> Not everybody has that obsession. Some people never want to poop again. <laughs> well, I am not one of those people. I got to multitask. Okay. Uh, what do you think of this, uh, this Ducla? I think mm-hmm. it still doesn't really taste like a pretzel it thing. It doesn't. No. Yeah. Just tastes like a good stout. Yeah. Just don't look at the label. And it tastes good. I mean, it tastes good with the label, but it doesn't match the label. Yeah, don't try to convince yourself it's going to be something because mm. it's not. Yeah, I don't, just put like a re-release this with just a different name. Yeah, other breweries do that shit all the time. So mm-hmm. just do that with this one and call it something else. I don't know. Make it up. We'll help you out. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up, Ducla. We'll help you with the names. Call, call it Maryland Swamp Water. It's fine. <laughs> ah. ah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> people will drink it. Yeah. They'll get past it. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a good beer. I don't think it's a great label to go with the beer. Yeah. But it's a good beer. The beer itself stands on. Stands right, right, on. right, right. Yeah. Right. So, all right. What do you say we take a quick break? Yes. We'll come back with something else and another beer. Hooray. And then uh, we'll talk about it. Hurrah. We'll be back. Bye-bye. First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's pretzel time. It already was pretzel time, but it is again. Pretzel time continues. Yes. In an infinite loop. Oh, shit. Pretzel loop. Pretzel loop. It's like the (laughs) hyperloop, but tastier. Speaking of infinite loops, we have the Mobius pretzel. By whom? This is by a brewery mm. in a state that has 80% of pretzel production. Is that state Pretzelvania? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> New shirt coming, Pretzelvania. <laughs> it is from the Rusty Rail Brewing Company out of Mifflinburg, PA. I like their stuff. They make good stuff. They make pretty decent stuff. Mm-hmm. They also make crazy stuff sometimes, like a pretzel beer. Uh, their Fool's Gold is really good. Yeah, the that is also a very divisive beer. Really? I, I, I've found a lot of people either really like that beer or hate it. And for people who don't know, that is a peanut butter Hefeweizen. And it is delicious. Yes, we're both in agreement that mm-hmm. it's delicious. Yeah. But I've also seen some real you know yuck faces about it, too. Oh, that's okay. So. They are entitled to their opinion. Right. But uh, Even if it's wrong. Rusty Rail takes chances, mm-hmm. and that's good. Yes. Because some of those chances really pay off. This one is an imperial salted pretzel ale. It is a wheat beer that's 8% on the ABV, mm-hmm. 22 on the IBUs. An 8% wheat beer. Right. Wow. It's by imperial salted pretzel. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. It says pleasant salt character leads into a slightly sweet maltiness in sourdough bread character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Intri- All right. Yeah. Intriguing character that keeps you coming back for more in an infinite loop. Oh, shit. Yes. Got Mobius. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, uh, it, it sounds good. We're going to open it up. Mm-hmm. We're going to try it. Mm-hmm. And I have my fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Because, again, we have to represent PA. Yes. The other ones weren't from PA. They have to channel their PA Dutch energy. Into this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. All I'm hearing is Dutch energy. Yeah, Dutch energy. <laughs> Channel your Dutch energy. <laughs> Dutch energy is a horse on a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. And that's not even right because it should be uh, Deutsch energy. Deutsch energy? Well, yeah, they're, they're Pennsylvania Deutsch. The Dutch? They came from Germany. From the Dutchland? And then Dutchland has the nothing Fata- to do with the Dutch, the Pennsylvania Dutch. From the Fatherland? <laughs> uh, yes. From the Dutchland? Yes. <laughs> but not the Belgium. But they're not a division? Nobody, nobody's bringing them into this conversation. Sometimes the Swiss were also considered Pennsylvania Dutch. I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, just because there is that side of Switzerland that speaks German. 
Mm, yes. Yeah. They, it's, you know, it's all community stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And borders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but their their flag is a big plus. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's crack this beer open. And a bottle this time around. Yeah, baby, we're going back to bottles. <laughs> it's what's going to happen because cans are running out. Yeah, bottle culture is back. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. It's been here for the last 15 minutes. Pretty much. Also, we're going to bags. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Poured up, looking good. This is this is a wheat beer. At least it's supposed to be a wheat beer. Yeah. It doesn't look like a wheat beer. Not really. <laughs> and that's cool. It is. I'm fine with that because it looks exactly like the sourdough hard pretzels. Yes, it does. Yeah. I, I mean... A Dunkelweiss? That's kind of what I describe it looking as? Yeah, it looks like a Dunkelweiss. Yeah. This is a real, real deep brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good-looking unit. Uh, it had a little bit of head on it when we poured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that uh, that disappeared rather quickly as well. Yeah. It's also a nice, like, white head. Yeah. Like, it, like so it kind of looked like salt on a pretzel. Yes. Just the way it was colored. Uh, also remarkable about it is that... Even though it's this deep, deep shade of brown, mm-hmm. you can still see through it in parts. Yes, if you look at it uh, with the right angle. Yeah, you bend it just right against the light. You can still see through it, so it's not like a stout. But uh, on the contrary to that, if you bend it the other way, yeah, you can't see through it. Yeah, you, you, if you bend it the other way, you just get a real like light red tinge, but mm-hmm. still. So it's what's interesting with this is all depending on how you look at it, it could be a brown ale. It could be a very, you know, it can almost pass for a porter. Almost. If, if you, you know, bend the light just the right way. If you're in a dark enough bar. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, uh, it does not look like your traditional wheat ale. Mm-mm, not at all. On the nose, I'm not getting anything. I'm getting something, but I don't love it. Oh, I'm not getting anything. I'm getting something that smells like a little... I don't know, medicine-y in a way? Artificial in a way? Well, let's see what the taste comes up with. What did you say the IBUs were on this thing? 22. I find that kind of odd. How's that? Because I I found this one to be the hoppiest of the three. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be. Yeah. And that's what it comes up as is hoppiness, but I'm not entirely sure that it is. This one's throwing me for a loop. So I'm not getting uh, much, and I'm definitely not getting hoppiness, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting much overall. No. No, I I am getting a bit of saltiness. See, I'm not even getting saltiness. I'm just getting kind of like a, a heavy bready back end, and that's about it. Yeah. It's, pre- it's pretty neutral all the way through, and it is also... The mouthfeel is a little, um, I mean, it's it's thinner than the other ones that we've had. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's just, it, but that's interesting because the mouthfeel is thin on this one, but it's 8%, whereas that O'Fallon was 5%, and then it was like a real big. It was almost like drinking cotton. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I came back to this one. I took another sip, and I think I was mistaken on the hops. I, I think I was out to lunch on that one. Okay. So... I don't know what the hell I'm drinking right now. I think yeah, this one's, I don't know. It's got to warm up or something. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm not getting much. I don't dislike what I'm tasting. But at the same time, 
not terribly wowed or intrigued. Yeah, intrigued or interested in drinking more at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this is something we need to let warm up just a skosh, which I'm okay with. Yeah, and just like like the artificial nose is what's making this unpleasant for me. Mm-hmm. Something on the nose is not correct, but... Hmm. Well, hopefully this will uh, settle out a bit once we add some, some temperature to it. It kind of smells like saline. That's what I'm getting. All right, now I got to go back in on that. Okay, I am getting a little bit of a, a hint of, of smell, but it's not saline. You know what I'm actually smelling? Okay, what? Spray on suntan lotion. Okay. But no coconut. Just regular old spray on suntan lotion. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting on this. Okay. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I guess, again, it kind of falls into that medicine-y, artificial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Stay with it for now. Oh, I mean, we don't have much choice. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, it's the beer for the segment. It just, we'll stay with it for now. We're going to drink Maybe it. Maybe it warms up and it's better. Maybe. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's time for a little bit of a fun time. And we're bringing back a classic. Mm-hmm. And here's what we're going to do. We are going to beerify it. Okay. Yes, we are going to beerify it. And this is going to have absolutely nothing to do with pretzels. Okay. Uh, this is our 175th episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if this was an anniversary, there is a word for that. Oh, all right. Don't ask me what that word is, because <laughs> I would have to read my own writing. Uh, Dudrin's Bicentennial. Dudrin's Bicentennial? The Dudrin's Bicentennial episode of the Hop Nation USA podcast. You are ankle deep in it right now. Uh, <laughs> Don't ask me to spell it. I'm going to fact check that one, but you go ahead and continue on. Okay. <laughs> So to celebrate our 150th episode with Beerify It, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little bit look back at some of the guests that we have had on our show. And what we're going to do is we're going to uh, create a beer for them, not necessarily for the person, but what they were on the show to talk about. To represent them. To represent them, yes. Them and their entity. Uh, So, for example, uh, if we were going to Beerify... The, uh, the Hop Nation USA podcast, it would not be a beer for Steve and I, because we both know that Steve would just fight me. It would end up as a Roush beer. Always. <laughs> but it would be a beer to represent the Hop Nation USA podcast. So that's what we're doing. Okay. Does that ma- make sense to you, Steve? I'm tracking. Okay, good. You're also looking stuff up to make sure that yeah, the, no. the, what the hell was it? The Doudrin's Bicentennial. I would say Doudrin's Bicentennial. Okay. okay. Doudrin's. <laughs> Yes, it's, yes, it seems more Dodrin. Dodrin. Dodrin Bicentennial. Look yeah. it up. Yes, Dodrin's Bicentennial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it didn't sound right when it came out. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, about a half hour before the show started, I didn't know that word existed. Right. It also, well, it also sounds like it's a centennial or a bicentennial sponsored by Mountain Dew. And I was just like, that can't, it can't be right. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe I should check my sources a little harder then. <laughs> I think you just need to check your writing better. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. I, I think I pulled it off of Wikipedia. They know what they're doing. I did too. <laughs> and it's spelled Dodrins. Dodrins Bicentennial. <laughs> so 
that's the most that word has probably been used in the last five years. Yep, probably. <laughs> so world records, here we come. So we're going to start off with an easy one. Okay. Uh, Jason Tricone. Yeah. And his, his new podcast, Pod Theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked with him, what was that, 170? Or 172. Or 172, I believe it was. It was 172 episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back, listen to it. Uh, but we are going to create a beer for his new podcast, Pod Theory. Okay. And for those that don't know what that is, that is a new podcast that Jason is putting out that is talking about the art of the podcast, what you should do, how you should do it when you are going to create a podcast or when you're looking to improve your already existing podcast. Yes. So we're going to make a beer for it. It's a good sell. He'll enjoy that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope I got that right. <laughs> I I mean, I think I've already got it right off the bat. Okay. I'm all ears. And not to, you know. Not to just breeze through it, but hey, if you're if if you're locked in, I'm I'm all ears. So Jason's new podcast is a 15 minute podcast, mm-hmm. real short, easy to consume, mm-hmm. and you can consume a bunch mm-hmm. in an hour. Mm-hmm. You can probably consume a week of Jason podcasts, you know, the same that you would a day of Hop Nation. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with that in mind, and also knowing that he is an IPA guy, mm-hmm. I think the answer is a session IPA. I think that's where both of us were going to go on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think something to make it a little more personable mm-hmm. is if we take all the hops yeah, and we make them all warrior hops. Single hop. Single hop. Single warrior hop. Single warrior. Shake the ropes. The ultimate warrior. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think we got ourselves a winner here. Yeah, as long as we don't get sued by WWE, you know, everything's fine. Um, well, we can we can make it like a lowercase e or something like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how we'll do this. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> warrior. <laughs> Ooh, spell it like with two Vs, like the Vich. Ah, <laughs> smart. The Vich. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vavoyer. It's the ultimate Vavoyer. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, wouldn't you use, you know, like two U's, so it's a double U? Oh, yeah, could do that, too. Yeah, let's just do that instead. Right. It'd be way easier. <laughs> the Vavord. The Vavavesseling. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, think we've, I think we've got pod theory nailed down here. Yeah. Our next That's one. That's your beer. <laughs> What's that? That's your beer, Jason. Yes. You can claim it at the window. <laughs> <laughs> the pay window is open. Uh, our next one, going back to, I believe it was episode 170. Yeah. Is Bill from Cans PGH. Yes. Our, our favorite uh, release conglomerate. Release conglomerate info dump. <laughs> yes. Well, dump is the wrong word for it. I mean, it's, but it comes on a Thursday as like a big dump thread. It's just. <laughs> I, I like to think of it as a hub. Okay. Hub. Hub is. It's yes. an info hub. Hub does sound more professional. It does. And less like you're sorting through garbage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fighting raccoons to learn about beer. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be on a future episode. Yeah, that's other places. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, Cans PGH, we need to come up with a beer for that. And I think I have an idea for that Okay. as well. Uh, Cans PGH is known for, for covering any and all of the Pittsburgh breweries. Uh, so I think this is one that we have to put in the category of collaboration. Okay, that makes sense. So I think what we'll have to do is we'll have to get all the, the Pittsburgh breweries together. The ones that can. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not not the ones that are able, but the ones that can. Right. right. 
Sorry, Acrospire. You're not. You can't play. <laughs> I mean, they can still play. They can still play. It's fine. Because I, th- I think Cans PGH has had some Acrospire on there once or twice. Probably. Why not? So, yeah. Why not? There's no reason to, yeah. to shut them out. They're here for fun, too. Sure. They make good beers. Sure. <laughs> I think they do, actually. I don't know. I haven't had them. Oh, all right. I'm just saying sure. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to have to we're gonna have to put together a collaboration on that one. Okay. Uh, obviously, the Hazy IPA would be the easy one to do. Yeah. I mean. Because it, I, that does that does uh, work into into uh, into build, you know, what you want to call it. Uh, his milieu. <laughs> his milieu. Yes. That's yeah. much more French than I was going for. Yeah. I think, I mean, if. If every brewery just, you know, came together to brew Painter's Pigment, mm-hmm. like he would be fine with that. <laughs> but we have to make it a, we have to judge it up a little more. Mm-hmm. I got all these French words. Yeah, yeah. You you have to give some level of individuality. Yeah, I think is what you're saying. Yeah. So I think if the collaboration was that everybody got the same kind of base malt for an IPA, because mm-hmm. Bill is an IPA guy, so we'll make that concession. That's fine. Yes. But we give them the base malt recipe for an IPA, but then we let them all decide their own hop schedule ah. because everybody has their own weird ass release schedule. <laughs> I like that. That's how. Uh, okay. Oh, that's a fantastic tie-in. Yeah. And then you just blend them all together for that big info dump <laughs> <laughs> on a Thursday. Yeah. And we can call the beer the Thursday info dump. <laughs> I like that. It's a blended. It's a blended IPA with all the hops across the world with. Different schedules, so you somebody brews on a sixty-minute citrus schedule, and somebody else has a mosaic in at a twenty. Yeah, and it comes in all wackadoo. And what's nice about that is you can only get that once. The same with all the the Thursday, you yeah. know, beer info hub entries. Yeah, I'm trying to make that nice. And it's got to just dump. It's got a bunch of inbuilt FOMO. Yes. Yeah. We will have lines around the city. Around the city for the Thursday info dump. <laughs> Not all around the city, but throughout the city. Throughout the city. One line. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's going to want this beer. So, yeah, that's how we honor Bill. Mm-hmm. With a collaborative IPA. Yes. That's also a blend. And you can only get it once because next week it would be different anyways. Right. Next week it's a sour. <laughs> all right. Our next one. Dennis. It's Dennis. Dennis at first sip. Yeah. I don't know that he has a beer for the first sip brew box. If you haven't uh, listened to the show before, do yourself a favor. Go back a whole week to episode 174. Check Actually, out. Dennis has a bunch of beers. Yeah, but does he have one for the first sip brew box? No, he doesn't have one for the first sip brew box per se, but he has a bunch of beers in collaboration. He does. With the company. Yes, so. with collaboration and... and uh, uh, different uh, charities isn't the word for it. Yeah. Uh, organizations. Organizations. Different organizations. Yeah. Organizations that then donate to charity. Correct. That's what happens. That, that is a much better way of putting it. But yeah. he does not have a first sip brew box beer. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. Off the bat. All right. And it's not going to be one beer. You and I may have a similar idea. I have an idea. It's going to be three beers. Oh, okay. We don't. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, now I'm interested in what you were going to say, but no, my idea is three beers. Okay. Uh, because he, the first sip brew box comes in three tiers. Ah, okay. With the brewmaster box, the enthusiast box, and the connoisseur box. Okay. So there's three different tiers. So what I'm thinking 
and each tier is kind of a more premium version of the last. Mm-hmm. So I get to bring out my old favorite <laughs> phrase, party guile style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be three beers brewed on the same mash, mm-hmm. but each one has a different running. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. And then each three beer, uh, you know, I guess you would get two beers out of that because you would have the first full run mm-hmm. and then you get the lesser run and then you make the half step out of the blend. Oh, shit. Okay. So I there like you that. Go. Yeah. All right. So we go party guile style. So I don't know what you planned on brewing for Dennis, but I, maybe you have a style or something in mind. So what I was going to do was, since every month they will have a different brewery that they, they feature, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have this this beer recipe, and it's going to be passed down from each brewery month to month that is represented in that month's brew box, and they are going to add their own little twist. Whatever it may be, we'll start off with a very base recipe. Okay. Uh, it could be as basic as a as a cream ale or a stout or something. You know, fairly universal. I would say start it as a porter. Oh shit! Yeah, that's, that's why did I not think of yeah, porter? Yeah, that's his dog. Yeah, duh. All right, <laughs> we'll lock that one in. We're starting yeah. with a porter. Okay. And what we're going to do is we're going to start with a a base porter recipe uh, that we're going to give to the the brewery that is being featured that month. Mm-hmm. And then next month, that brewery will hand that recipe over to the next brewery. Okay. And they will add something. Okay. And then that will be passed down to the next one. And then they will add something. Oh, okay. And then it will just so build on, and build and build and build. In perpetuity. Yes. Right. And that goes on for 7,000 breweries. So <laughs> Yes, exactly. And then by the end, it's just a space porter. Right. Uh, the one thing you can't change, though, is you can't change party Kyle style. Right. It has to be done party gal style every time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> that way you still have your three tiers. Right. You still have your three tiers of one that's high alcohol, which is your premium option, and mm-hmm. lower alcohol porter, which is your you know, regular option. And then, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Okay. I think that's that's it. Cool. Well, I'm glad you signed up all 7,000 breweries in the country to... <laughs> They'll get paperwork produ- shortly. <laughs> ...produce a beer for Dennis, <laughs> and whatever that's going to cost Dennis to have a beer personally made for him every... I mean, <laughs> in a perfect world, he would be able to ship those beers out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not laws and such. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> the man keeping us down again. <sighs> and we've got one more. Join the black block. Send beer everywhere. <laughs> what? Nothing. Just encouraging anarchy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go on with your thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to we're going to keep it local for this last one. We're going to keep it very local. Here in Pittsburgh. Oh. Do you know where I'm going with this one? We're going to go visit our friend Adam Sorma. That is correct. Oh, very local Pittsburgh. Yeah. That was episode 168. You got it. Yes. Did it. Because that was the one episode that I was not on. Right. I was not allowed near a microphone that week. Yeah, that was me and Kelsey. Yeah. It's not that you weren't allowed. You were on vacation. Well, I was allowed because I wasn't allowed because I was 600 <laughs> miles away. It's not being not allowed. You could have taken a microphone with you. <laughs> You didn't want that to happen. <laughs> Trust me. I don't know. <laughs> Trust me on that I one. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, for, for very local Pittsburgh, I think we need to put something together for them. Okay. Uh, this one's got to have coffee involved. Okay. Because I, I have referred to them multiple times for their coffee coverage. Yes. For their, their roasters and their coffee shops and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably some of the best in the city. Okay. Of coffee coverage. Okay. 
I, yeah, I'm not disagreeing at all. Yeah. So it needs, <laughs> there's a reason why they're very local PGH. Is <laughs> everything local, and yeah, they are on the coffee, and coffee's great. Yes. So it needs to be a coffee beer of some sort. Okay. If you recall from the episode, though, I don't. I know. <laughs> this is for the audience. Oh, okay. Adam is not a like a big, big like black coffee drinker or anything. He mm-hmm. likes his espressos. Which I could appreciate. So this would be more of an espresso. Yes. Yeah. So that sounds like something we maybe we should uh, you know emulate that a little bit and have it served in tasters. Okay. So that they are in smaller. Are and you talking about little tiny blast off juice? That's kind of thing. And we 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 turn it up at least twelve or thirteen percent. Hell yeah. <laughs> because obviously with espresso you're going to be you know balls at a wall with the caffeine. Right. Well, we're going to do that with the ABV as well. Hell yeah, blast off juice. <laughs> So, I don't know, what, uh, to get up in there, what do you think about a Belgian of some sort? Interesting, a coffee Belgian. I don't know how that really ties in, I just kind of want to have a Belgian. Yeah, because we didn't have a Belgian yet. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. There is the, oh, who puts it out? I believe Castile puts out the chocolate quad. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they put out the chocolate quad. Whenever you say Castile, all I automatically go to is the Castile Rouge. Right, but that's why I picked up that beer because you know they already have, you know, like tenure with me <laughs> as far as <laughs> Castile Rouge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that the Belgian quad is an eleven percent with good chocolate flavor on it. All right, it's it's good blast off juice, and if you just throw a little espresso in that. Yes. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yes. But uh, I do know how we're going to serve it. How's uh, that? Above and beyond our, our taster glasses. How's that? Uh, we're going to have a nice little kit of taster glasses that goes along with your nice steel insulated growler. Oh. That way you can take it around the city with you oh. as you explore the city and the areas outside the city using Very Local Pittsburgh as your guide. Oh. We could even print like a walking path. Yes. On the on the steel insulated thing. Yes. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Although we do have to leave at least a bit of space so that you can have stickers on it. Okay. <laughs> you got to have sticker space. Fair enough. Yeah. Sticker space. Also, we should make a dog vest that the steel cup insulated can go into. Okay. All right. So it could kind of be like a, like a backpack kind of saddle? Yeah, like a saddle. Yeah, like a vest saddle. All right. I can carry the beer, uh, the beer koozie whatever the insulated growlers there you go (laughs) with the nice tasty glasses right with the nice yeah those can hang off the side right it comes in a whole pack yeah 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 it's a kit but you have your little dog carried around Mm -hmm. because that's what his little dog does his little dog has a little vest that's perfect he posts about it that's perfect (laughs) i think we got this one on on lockdown yeah it's good it's good it is good i want all of these to happen if anybody wants to help us brew these beers let us know or just help us brew our own. <laughs> Steve bought toys this week, so he wants to get back into it. Yeah. Thank you, Amazon. Thanks. Yeah. I didn't I didn't expect to spend money on Prime Day, but, you know, refractometer was cheap. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all know you got suckered in by the T to begin with. I did. And that's okay. We're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> bought some good smoky tea. Nice. Go, around with, go along with my rock beers. You're going you're gonna to have to give us a review on that. Maybe next week. Hell yeah. Tea reviews next week. I also bought some Bigelow toasted coconut. Oh, okay. Shit's pretty cash. 
All right. There's your preview. <laughs> Here's your preview. Shit's pretty cash. Yeah. Be back next week <laughs> with more tea reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And speaking of reviews, uh, let's get back into this Mobius pretzel by Rusty Rail out of, what is that, Mifflin, Mifflinville? Mifflinburg. Mifflinburg. It's a village. It is. It is. What do you think, Steve? It is... Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I, I I don't know. It's not that I really dislike it. But there's nothing that jumps out. It's it's kind of similar to the O'Fallon Naughty where there's not much going on. But is that because of the beer or because of the pretzel it's trying to replicate? Man, I wouldn't even say that. I think the O'Fallon had a lot more going on. It did. It's got, one, the O'Fallon has a great nose on it. Mm-hmm. Two... The O'Fallon has like a big mouthfeel to it mm-hmm. where, like you said, it's like chewing cotton or like you just stuffed, you know, a piece of bread in your mouth. Right. Which is fine for when you're trying to replicate bread. We've all been there. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. But it, the, the, this rusty rail is, it's disappointing. There's not much flavor profile wise, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird when that's an 8% beer. And it's the thinnest of the three. Yeah, because that means you're 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 fighting to cover alcohol. Like you're fighting to cover an alcohol burn, mm-hmm. but like they're they're covering it with stucco. I don't. <laughs> uh, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's still just a gross. Yeah, it's a, it's a gross visual. Yeah, well, that should help the audience though. It does. But like it does. They're just kind of yeah. This yeah, they're experimental, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of good things that hit it out the park. I'll vouch for their mint chocolate chip stout. Nope, I won't. I know, because you don't like mint, but that is that is something I think is hard to replicate. Mm-hmm. And they did it really good with the Emerald Heart, so... Okay. And but, to clarify, it's not mint, it's mint and chocolate together. Big difference. Oh, okay. I'll chew gum. I don't care about that. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> All right, what do you think we should uh, go on the old uh, podium there, Steve? Yep. All right, uh, you go first. You yep. know what you're doing. Yep. Bronze, I'm going to give it to the Rusty Rail Mobius Pretzel. Mm-hmm. It just, like we were saying, like there wasn't enough good about it to really make it stand out or make me want to come back for more. The nose is like weird and artificial and like I said, saline. And it's just like, like it, there is something to it that is medicinal that I don't love. Um, I didn't really get any saltiness. And also just like the breadiness is kind of flat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nothing about it really wants me to replicate this <laughs> drinking experience. Uh, silver, I'm going to give to the Dewclaw. Hmm. Yeah. It is a good stout. Just, you know, it's fine up against any other stouts. But we're doing the pretzel episode. <laughs> <laughs> There, there wasn't much on this. I, again, if the if chocolate dipped pretzel was written in some snooty uh, tasting notes mm-hmm. from a reviewer or even on Untapped or something like that, I could see that. But when you call that the name of the beer, I expect more. Like there, there is definitely tastes of dark chocolate in there, and there is you know the roastiness that kind of makes you think. Of a pretzel, mm. but uh, yeah, otherwise didn't really live up to being a chocolate dipped pretzel. It wasn't sweet enough, 
or salty enough just was missing a lot of things that you would expect when eating a chocolate dip pretzel. So yeah, it didn't uh, didn't didn't hit it, but it's still a good stout. You know, just that's the struggle. Yeah. That's the struggle with this beer. <laughs> 2021, you know, re-release it as something else. <laughs> and I'll come back and I'll go, this tastes familiar. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but that means gold is going to go to the old Fallon Naughty because it's a pretzel beer. Yeah. Like, it, you know, we were saying at the beginning of the show, like being a pretzel beer means that you're going to be a little bit boring because you're replicating bread. <laughs> right. But O'Fallon, the nose, they hit amazingly. Mm -hmm. Like none of the other beers tonight had like an interesting smell to them. It smelled like a bag of pretzels. And that's impressive. I don't know how they did it. I don't either. I don't, I'm very curious. Yeah. They did it with chem they did it with better chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, all chemicals. It's all chemicals. But uh yeah, they, they hit the nose. Again, the mouthfeel is you know, it's big and it's full, but also it is five point three percent. And it has that little bit of saltiness on the back, which hey, that's correct. Mm. Um you know, I, I did say I don't think I could drink too many of those, but I don't know, maybe paired with a fruit goza. Mm. I could jump back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're giving me ideas. Yeah, I could jump back and forth on a fruit goza with that. Make a little pretzel salad in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Pittsburgh thing. Look it up. <laughs> and delicious. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, mm, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Them, right. Them's my rankings. All right. Uh, for me, I am actually going to go uh, exactly the way that Steve did. The uh, the rusty rail, the Mobius pretzel. It's same thing where I've had rusty rail before. They make some really good beers. I really look forward to drinking them. Uh, but this one just this didn't work. I, it didn't hit the mark that I was looking for. And unfortunately, for that it goes in the bronze medal position. Uh, the Dew Claw. If somebody ripped the label off the can and just told me, hey. This is a good stout. I'd completely agree because it is. It's a good stout, but it's not a good pretzel stout because there's not enough pretzeliness there for it to warrant uh, the name. Steve was right. Relabel it. Re-release it. No one will mind. It's still a good beer. People will buy it. Uh, but the O'Fallon, the Naughty, it was the closest to the pretzel you know, the smell, the taste, as best as you could out of the three, bar none. The nose was borderline uncanny between that and just a, a regular old soft pretzel. Uh, the, the taste was, ooh, the mouthfeel was a bit thick, a lot thick, especially for how low the ABV was. Uh, and I could also probably only drink one or two at a time. I'm not racking a six-pack of this in an evening. Oh, boy, I would not do that. But as a one-off, Good beer. If you like pretzels, give this one a shot. You might just like it. That's it. That's my ranking. Same as yours. Word. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I don't know. I think it was pretty academic. There's not much for us to argue about this week because we didn't do IPAs. So Right. Right. <laughs> they all kind of sorted themselves out. So that means in two weeks we'll do IPAs. Okay. <laughs> we'll fight about it. Yeah. And if you want to treat, all you have to do is follow us on social media. Especially Twitter. Especially <laughs> plenty, Twitter. Plenty of tweets on there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, search Hop Nation USA, and uh, that'll get you Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Amazon now. Mm-hmm. We dare now. And then we're also on Podbean. We're on Podchaser. We're on Google Podcasts. I like Until that, that thing closes down or something's changing there, I got to fix. I don't know. We're also on iTunes and Spotify. And I don't know if Pandora does podcasts yet. I don't know. All I know is the Spotify. I don't think Pandora does that yet. Yeah. If you have an Alexa, you can scream at that robot and it'll put us on. Mm-hmm. But we're on all of those platforms. So leave a five-star review because... We are a six-pretzel show. But they only let us use five. And that's a bigger crime than that god-awful haunting of Bly Manor that's on Netflix now. I haven't watched it. God, that show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Man, it is spooky season, and they put out one of the most boringest shows I've ever fucking seen. I've turned it off. Oh, how many episodes did you get in? Two. Oh. And it was miserable. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So is it something where you started up the second episode basically saying, all right, this is the make and break episode? More. Uh, well, yeah, kind of, because the first episode was like, eh, whatever. It's the first episode, it, yeah. you know, yeah. story building and all that. And then the second episode was mostly like a flashback. Mm-hmm. How yeah. can you have a flashback on the second episode? I know, exactly. That's, That's some clerk shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, it, overall, it's pretty inconsequential. Oh. Like, it's something that you would include in a novel mm-hmm. just to pad pages. Yeah. But it's not something that you need to include in a limited run TV series. I think I actually watched a third episode. Yeah. The third episode is where I stopped. Oh, okay. that was mostly boring as well. But there is one funny bit All right. where... So the setup is that there's this uh, lady and she becomes an au pair to these two troubled kids and they live in a mansion by themselves because their parents are dead. Oh, fun. Yeah. And like the mansion's haunted. Uh, But she's playing hide and seek with the kids Uh and the little girl is hiding in the attic and this ghost behind her starts like screaming and making a bunch of noise, like (laughs) carrying on doing ghost shit. Oh, all right. And she turns around and shushes it. All right, that's pretty funny. Yeah, they, like right. it, it listens, and I was like, ah, that girl told that ghost to shut the hell that's up. Right. <laughs> I'm down with that. I'm down with telling ghosts to shut the hell up. Mind Every, your business, ghost. Everybody gets one. You had your turn. Get out of here. Mind your business. Faint ghosts are listening. Come get it. <laughs> go get him, not me. I'll shush you to the break of dawn. There you go. All right, we'll be back with something next week. We might have somebody on. We might not. Yeah, we'll, next week's a guest episode. Yeah, we'll find somebody. If you want to be a guest, yeah, too bad. No, no, if you want to be a guest, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, if you want to be a guest, email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. Uh, if you are do podcasts. Yes, come on. You know, if you're good at podcasting, you know, send us an episode or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't just try to get on. Right. I'd like to know if you have, like, some good audio quality. <laughs> But yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure something out. We'll be here next week, unless we're not. Who knows? Maybe Steve will win the lottery, and he'll say to hell with the whole thing. If I win the lottery, you'll never know about it. No, <sighs> well, the episodes will just stop. No, it'll still go. Oh, good. We'll just be like in an actual studio, and <laughs> you'll buy the beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I buy some of the beer now. Now I'll just buy all of the beer. Yes, yes. Get some of them goof ass shit from all over the place. Get it flown in. Yeah, on the. Natty light plane. <laughs> All right, that's enough. We'll see you next week.
Gazebo. <laughs> nope, cut that part. Oh.